Welcome to Fry Friday. I'm Dennis Lifchak, and today we have guests with us uh, from SoCal Edison, um, Andre Saldivar. Um, needs no introduction, but he's been in the industry for how many years now, Andre? Maybe 20? Yeah, a little, little over 20 years now. Yeah. And uh, he's not only an expert on electric equipment. Uh, you worked for SoCal uh, Gas before this, right? That is correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So today uh, we're going to talk about electric equipment, um, specifically rapid cook ovens. It's uh, some of the most exciting new technology in the industry. So we'll start with an icebreaker. Um, I, I've been trying to ask this to most of our guests um is it possible to do everything in a combi and uh, most specifically is it possible to fry or cook french fries in a combi um it depends i, I i've seen it happen in, in a couple of combis uh you know most fried foods already have oil in it and so when you heat it up that that oil uh activates and, and kind of gets a fry scene um some combis have specific fry baskets or fry uh, trays for it um you know besides fries i've seen tater tots uh chicken nuggets and other stuff that you would see maybe in a, in a school operation um and that's maybe one of the alternatives specifically in california where there is no fryers allowed uh in public k-12 through um, and so combis and and uh you know the technology we're going to talk about today rapid cook could, could that be an alternative uh for a fryer in in the schools but yes i've seen it I, i've seen a fry i've tasted a fry out of a combi and, and it, it can work again there's certain fries um that will work not all fry will work um so you got to find a specific fry uh, and cut you know they come in different sizes and shapes would you say a breaded products would be better to um to air fry in than a non-breaded uh breaded in an air fry uh, yeah it's a little challenging one that it's uh you it's a smaller uh volume or capacity or poundage you can fry in an air fry uh, but um yeah again to that point I, I i've seen product happen uh if you want to say like chicken fingers um things like that i've seen it happen um in an air fry or air fry technology do you think the uh, the home air fry craze has uh, gained popularity, um, and uh, is this uh, going to lead into more air frying in the in the commercial sector? Um, yeah, for several reasons. It's uh, obviously you're not using oil, so people say that's a more healthy way to go. Uh, second, it's it's a lot without using the hot oil. Uh, it's very safe. Uh, my teenager kids love it. Uh, that's what my daughter asked for Christmas last year was an air fryer, and she's uh, recently turned 15 years old, and she was able, you know, she's able to operate it uh, along with my son. So the, yeah, my teenage kids dig it. They like it. They fry um, all kinds of things through it, and it's safe uh, without having that oil in it. Um, you know, I'm not worried to them about burning down the house too much now. Um, but yeah, I, I think it's it's gonna it's gonna take off or continue to take off. Um, you know, a plug and play. You can take it on. You know, anywhere you have some electrical outlet and uh, you know camping. Um, you take it with travel. I've heard people pack stuff 
uh, in their travel case, I heard people pack like an induction and small air fryer. So if their rooms don't have a microwave right now, they're plugging and playing and things like that. So yeah, I, I think it's going to continue to to move forward. Nice, nice. Um, so jumping into our topic um, with rapid cook ovens, uh, what would you say? What's what's your elevator speech? What a rapid cook oven is to somebody who's not in the industry and that doesn't hasn't been familiar with the technology? Um, I've heard different um, in uh, terminology or, uh, you know, consider you to get your feet wet or elementary level of, you know, uh, 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 a microwave on steroids or a hot box, you know, a, a rap uh, extreme hot box. But it's, yeah, it, it's the rapid cook or speed cook oven is exactly what you're going to get is, you know, a product that's going to get done uh, rapidly or quick um, that you need to be able to get out. Um, it's going to, it is um, limited by certain capacities, but it's, it's, it's a niche for certain products and, and, and the market's growing. Um, so if you need something quick, you need a frozen pizza in a minute, um, you know, that could be your answer. And I know a lot of rapid cook ovens use microwave technology. And I feel like in our industry, microwaves have gotten a pretty bad rap. Um, you know, a serious chef will not have a microwave in their kitchen. Um, I know some fast food restaurants rely on microwaves. Um, whenever I'm sitting in the front of the house and I hear the microwave bell ring um, right before the food is coming out, I'm a little bit worried. <laughs> yeah, it, you know, it, it's an option to either mount stuff or reheat little small packages. I know there's some chains that, you know, they offer like a side uh, of, of vegetables or anything like that where they can just heat them up real quick and, and open them up and throw them part of the, the meal plan. So, it again, it it has a, it has an existence and it's a need for, for certain areas. Um, I say, hey, if the food is warm and it's hot and it's up to temperature, what works, what works. Yeah, have you seen the the new microwaves uh, for, I think, gas stations and convenience stores where um, the package of the food has a barcode and then there's a scanner on the microwave and it reads the barcode and that um, gives it instructions how to cook it. Yeah, you know, it kind of takes the the guessing out of it, right? Um, I know being a teenager in college and all that, uh, you know, there's the recommendation times, but sometimes some of those items, you know, uh, you do got to flip or cut in half uh, just to be able to get a nice product out. So this is kind of taking, you know, that that kind of that guesswork out of there um, by doing it. And again, you know, in, in a gas station or a C store, uh, where microwaves and not only this technology is taken off, you know, the goal is to, to get you in and out. So uh, whatever can speed up that process, you know, reading directions and try to punch in the time that's needed, that can all be done by a board card scan and, and the microwave knows what it's going to be doing or the, or the replica knows what's going to be doing it. You know, that, that's another um, step in the right direction to get them in and out. So with the microwaves, um, talking about the, technology behind the scenes. Uh, you have a magnetron that is uh, using microwaves to vibrate water particles, water molecules, and the product a lot of the times is uh, it's, it's a directional beam, um, and that's why a lot of um, 
microwaves have the residential ones have a spinning table and usually commercial ones don't have a spinning table is, is that correct or yeah usually the the commercial graded and the higher wattage ones um there's some ones that have been out for years uh you know they had different names on on them but you know i've seen a a 3200 watt or 3500 watt that just can really um heat up um whether it's vegetables i've seen shrimp done in a minute um you know s different types of product and they get cooked really well uh, and fast and so um and those obviously those larger size you get a little bit more volume than you would a residential unit yeah and i know we talked about air fryers um earlier so air fryer to me is a kind of a glorified convention convection oven uh turned kind of 90 degrees right right yeah kind of you know like you said you know flipped on its side um and, and just using forced air through it um all the way around it um so yeah it, it's it's been around for a while uh you know there's a couple of manufacturers that have that have taken uh, stabs or looks at it, um, I, but I, now I think it's coming back. I, I think on the residential side, it's growing more traction than it is on the commercial side, but definitely on the residential side, uh, it, there is a market for it. And um, for, for for air fryers, usually the heating element is around the fan or is it underneath the fan? It's, uh, it's not heating the cavity, it's heating kind of the, the hot air, right? Yeah, you got a smaller, uh, cylindrical or uh, uh, round, I should say. Like a halo almost. Uh, yeah, um, that's surrounded by the, the heating elements. Yeah. So a rapid cook oven basically combines both best of both worlds or worst of both worlds, uh, the microwave aspect and the forced air heating aspect. And uh, I think the first rapid cook oven was we made in the in the eighties with was it Turbo Chef that, that did it or Yeah, they're one of the pioneers of it. I mean there was other stuff like with Super Megatron and Light Bulb was, you know, the flash bake. I remember when I first got over here to Edison over fifteen years ago, we had a flash bake, you know, uh, you know, not your cookie bake that's you know that we had for the kids that you know but it's a was something stronger it was called a flash bake uh, but that was you know again only using kind of megatron stuff and and then uh you know engineers at turbo shift kind of combined all that um giving you kind of boast of or the best of both worlds there uh, where you can cook from inside out using the microwave and then using the hot air um to brown or or um, crisp uh the product um on the outside yeah because i think the the worst trap that microwaves get is that food comes out soggy um so there's it's basically draw drying the moisture from inside out um so i think that the advantage of rapid cook ovens using kind of drier convection is that you can add this browning fat as you were saying yeah, definitely for proteins. Proteins is can be done quite uh, well in a, a rapid cook oven versus you know the microwave. You do get that spongy or that soggy uh, touch, taste, and feel of it. But uh, definitely a protein is uh, can be done well, in, you know, over the years. Uh, 
seen many rapid cooks, all shapes and sizes, do a, a nice protein, whether it's a burger or a small uh, steak, um, come out really well, or even a chicken breast. And I know in the lab, um, you guys have a lot of rapid cook ovens and people come in for demos um, without having to name any particular brand or demo. Um, what's the most popular product that's usually cooked in those? Um, uh, well, when they first came out, it was either sandwiches and pizza. It, I think those are still the two hottest things right now, the sandwich and pizza um that we've seen uh, a lot of people are doing breakfast items like croissants and and, and uh, cinnamon rolls and we love those demos because we get to try them right mm -hmm. and uh but they are there are you know they're moving to more of an extensive menu depending on where it's going to be located uh, you know you're, you're doing some wings and, and and like i said some protein maybe a burger patty um, or a chicken breast as well now and what about the the type of stores or restaurants that are purchasing those you know we usually see them in gas stations but uh, do you feel like more restaurants um are starting to to adopt those yeah well i think if we if we go back to one of the original ones was a you know a sandwich you know and, and subway was kind of the the trend there right uh, with the open face sandwich um and uh and it took off from there uh, you know some of the biggest advantages because of that was there's no hood required and, and the rule of thumb in california you can it's it's like two so you can you can put two rapid cook or speed cook ovens um so sandwich probably kind of initiated and then uh pizza there was some spots there that were doing quick pizzas whether it was a small uh retail uh large retail box store with with uh, their little deli there that you can get a pizza while you, while you shopped. Um, the market is growing. Like you said, gas stations or C stores, they want, you know, they want more than, um, a hot dog or, uh, or nachos where, you, you know, you put the melted cheese over. Um, so there, there's options there for, you know, burritos and hot sandwiches and stuff, as we mentioned earlier. Um, but for restaurants, I, I there's, uh, instances where people are adding in around the bar to add bar food. Um, you know, so that's where the the wings and some of the other stuff uh, can come out. So, you know, if there's bar food and, and the main kitchen shuts down, um, you know, let's talk about a hotel. And after 10 o'clock, the main kitchen shuts down and, and the bars open until one. You got about three hours there. So that's where a replica could come in and, and take the place and, and, and serve us. We want to consider bar, bar food with it. Um, so I've seen that um uh, that instance where, uh, you know, some of these rapid cooks have landed. And, and would you say that um, in that case, it's mostly frozen food um, that's being cooked or still fresh? Um, yeah, I would say bar food, any of that stuff is frozen. Mm -hmm. um, you know, uh, and, it, and it's usually a set amount, right? Uh, you know, six wings or, uh, you know, few ounces of teeter tots or anything like that but it, yeah right now it seems it's like a lot of uh, frozen stuff just to be able to throw it in there and get it out pretty quick yeah well, let's talk a little bit about uh, uh, cooking temperatures and usually um what do you see um the temperature set points or cook times are for pizzas or wings or sandwiches 
Um, these ovens can get pretty hot, and and what I like about them is that you can uh, create a menu, so you can you know whether it's a a, a single stage process or a three stage process, um, and you can adjust the the microwave, and you can adjust the the air, and even the fan on some of these are high or low, so you can really dial in what you need and, and really take up uh, you know uh, operator error away. Uh, you know, whether it's an eight inch pie or a 12 inch pie, um, whether it's cheese or, or heavy loaded with, with, you know, with protein on it, you can set that up. Um, so that's really, that's, it's, it's, it's a great advantage. Um, and then, you know, you just dial the items in there, like I said, from croissants and, and cinnamon rolls to the pizza or whatever, you can really dial that in. Some have pictures and icons now of the product. Um, and then obviously you can go on there and name it. Um, they're coming up with Wi-Fi now, so you can create one. Say if I have a multiple chain, you can create one menu on one and then take that menu and, and send it over to the other units across locations. Um, some are using the cloud um, now. It's pretty cool. I just saw that uh, last week or so with an, with another technology, uh, RapidCook, that's using a Catalyst that you can load, you know, menu items up to the cloud and, and, and send them over to the oven. So it's getting pretty, pretty uh, extensive out there with what you can do with the menu. So just the basic items that we've been talking about, now you can add, a, you know, different items to it. Um, and then, you know, the, the amount of product as well, if you're um, adding several different types of products in, in different amounts, you can you can put those in menu items and save them as well. So. Yeah, pretty so universal. For a pizza, you would probably use the microwave to defrost it and cook it from inside out, and then probably increase um, air velocity and uh, high heat from up top to to add some browning and um, add some color to the cheese. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know you can try on air a little bit, and then once you get that perfect that perfect pizza, that perfect pie coming out, you just save those settings and don't have to worry about it again. Mm -hmm. Unless you have obviously change your product, right? Your product, you change your product, then you might have to adjust that. But if you're going to use the same product over and over again, again, once you dial it in and be able to save that menu, you just hit that icon and pop the pie in. Yeah, and when, when talking about temperatures, um, I know you said it has to be pretty hot, um, usually like 450 um, and above. And that's that's because, because of the catalyst, right? You need to have those um, high temperatures to activate the catalyst. Yeah, and, and, and that's what kind of is the, the, I don't know if you want to say uh, the secret or the, that, kind of differentiates from a, a, a typical convection oven or a microwave is, is the catalyst and, and that allows it to have no hood, which is a huge advantage. You know, that's why the gas stations and the C stores and are using this, you know, you can basically plug it, put it on a countertop and it doesn't require a hood. Um, you know, there's, there's um, advantages of it and disadvantages of catalysts, you know, uh, cleaning it, right? Uh, sometimes you have to schedule service to get them clean because uh, they're built in and, and, and unaccessible. Others are accessible now from what I'm seeing uh, recently. They're accessible that you can actually get them out and clean them yourself. Um, so, but that is, that, that is clearly one of the, the uh, uh, secret or the, 
you know, the secret sauce of this technology is the catalyst and, and what it can do for uh, the technology. Yeah, and um, to, to certify a rapid cook oven to be ventless, um, there's a lot of pretty rigorous testing. Um, it's EPA method five or um, EPA 202, uh, which involves cooking lots of different products for an extended period of time and then concentrating the effluent and measuring um, the, the concentration of grease vapors to be under uh, five, five milligrams, I believe. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the most manufacturers have done that, that own certification testing. Um, and, uh, you know, one, one thing that, that does uh, kind of break them or doesn't break them is the raw, right? And especially poultry, if it's, if it's a par-baked or pre-baked uh, wing or chicken breast versus a raw. So that can clearly um, set them either over or under that that threshold of the five milligrams um, but other than that i've seen other product in there um not you know stay way under the, the five milligram and again uh, most manufacturers will have that report available uh, for the customer or the end user to help um, with their local jurisdiction uh, jurisdiction um, in, in getting approval for uh, not a hood required yeah i think um two of the worst foods in in terms of grease generated is usually pepperoni pizza and par baked uh, chicken wings right w which one do you think is, is worse um i'm trying to remember we uh you know in ashtray uh tc 510 we we uh there was a research product uh, uh for countertop equipment and obviously uh rapid cook was one of the the products that was tested um and i I think from that data, what I can remember is um, it was the raw chicken that, that was kind of the worst uh, grease linton product uh, over the pepperoni pizza. Uh, so I, I think the raw raw chicken and then parbake, I think, was able to get under the five milligrams. But I, I, I remember raw chicken was one that um, kind of produced a higher limit. Yeah. So do you think um, whatever health inspector or uh, plant checker goes into a restaurant, they actually look at the menu items to see, to make sure that uh, no product is being cooked from raw, um, or, or do you think it's more, they're just looking for the label on, on the oven? You know, it depends. It depends on the jurisdiction, depends on the inspector, uh, you know, if it's if if he or she is very thorough or you know like you said just looking for that sticker or just looking for the make and model and looking at the exempt list that they might have that they might carry with them uh, to let them know that it is it, it, it's been exempt from a hood so it depends on in your local agent your local city or jurisdiction um, but most chains you know um, once it's in one location or been approved uh, you know it's kind of I think it's more of, hey, the oven's there, or or there's two of them, um, and you know they pass on uh, versus kind of look at the product. Uh, so, um. and you mentioned that in LA you can have up to two rapid cook ovens. Um, are there more details around it? Um, does it say it's a certain size or an amperage of a rapid cook oven? 
Um, no, right now it is the rule of thumb. There's and there's an asterisk there that says you know the the rule of thumb is is no more than two. Um, I know there is. It's it's weird. There is a a, a KW rating on a convection oven. So there's you know electric convection oven can be uh, uh, excluded or exempt from a hood as well. Um, and they have a 12 KW uh, rating on it, which I'm still trying to figure out where that rating in the um, came from but uh as far as a rapid cook it, it, i don't see any uh like a, a kw mention or anything like that but um so a list there's an a uh, um a list um from the state um that's exempt and then uh at the end it says uh you know as a reference uh, no more than two will be allowed so as far as rapid cook i, I don't see a, a a rating or anything like that that's um uh, from from what I recently looked at. And do you, do you know of any cities in California or other states that have um, this limit of the two ovens or specific one? Not that I know of. Um, I I know uh, Minnesota has a nice, really detailed guide about hood exemption and, and what can we. I, I saw that one time at one of our ASHRAE meetings. Uh, one of the end users have brought it in for that change locations in Minnesota. Um, and so I couldn't recall if it was a limit, but I just remember there was a nice, very detailed uh, a guide, um, you know, kind of clearly states what's what is uh, what's exempt in size and shape and all of that. But um, I just recall that uh, looking at the, the guide from Minnesota, I was like, wow, that they actually put some work in it. Yeah, and do you see this staying at the local level, or is there a um, national code in the works, um, either through ASHRAE or um, even NFPA? Um, again, ASHRAE and, and and Standard 154 is is a guide, a recommendation guide. You know, there's a couple of tables in there of, of of appliances or equipment exempt from hood or Type One and Type Two. Again, it's a recommendation, um, but uh, as I mentioned, as a research project, I think it's 1631. It actually has data now on all that countertop equipment to show what levels, not only the levels of the grease, uh, but it also shows uh, the heat gain to the space, which is, you know, a very, um, you know, in designing a new space or anything like that. There's heat, there's heat gain tables now. That, so all that data is available now, which wasn't. Um, and again, back to the manufacturers, most of them are going to have uh, that um, certification or that test report for you. Um, but um, I think the chains are help leading that way, right? Um, with getting these rapid cooks installed in, across the United States in multiple states and cities and counties. Um, and so uh, if I was a local mom and pop, I would just say, <laughs> I would just throw out some names out there and say, hey, you know, Starbucks is using it, Subway's using it, uh, you know, 7-Eleven's using it, you know, and say, hey, you know, I'm just, why can't I use it if I'm a mom and pop if they're able to use it? Um, so uh, I think the chains are help getting it to that point where, you know, these are going to be accepted um, and, it, and, it, and it's a good, they would be a good reference to use. Yeah. So let's talk about different types of rapid cook ovens. I think usually whenever you say rapid cook oven, uh, I picture this relatively small box uh, with, with a door and a control panel. 
and it's got one or two magnetrons in the back and uh, one or two fans. Uh, but I, I know nowadays the term rapid cook oven is really used uh, more loosely and there are certain conveyor ovens that could uh, fall into that category. Uh, what do you think about that? And where, where, where do you draw the line between impingement ovens and ovens with, uh, with magnetrons? Right. So I think one of the clearest differences, um, and again, there's always one manufacturer or two that's, that's an exception there, but I think with a door, anything that's closed, I would say that's considered a rapid cook. I know there's impingement or conveyor ovens, but they're usually are open on, on sides, both sides or the front or, uh, but again, there's, there's a manufacturer too that might have a, a closed impingement, uh, impinger out there. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I would say there's, um, there's different sizes and shapes now of a rapid cook. There's, you know, like I mentioned, there's some that can fit in an eight. And I, the, I keep reference pizza or pie because that is the ASTM test method for rapid cooking. We recently had to adjust that um, because, you know, the standard test uh, was a 12 inch uh, triple cheese pizza. And now there's cavities down there that don't fit it. And so um, there's eight. So we had, a, we're, we're recommending an eight inch for the smaller cavities. So there's cavities that small, and then there's cavities that, that can fit a 12 inch uh, pie. Um, but it is, I think it is getting more loosely as, as, um, as technology and some manufacturers and, and some um, are using that catalyst technology and moving it over to maybe like a dedicated pizza oven, right? A double stack with the, with the brick or, um, you know, heating elements in there. So there, uh, so there is growth of taking that catalyst or taking that catalyst technology and moving it over to, uh, uh, other ovens that, like you said, hey, are considered rapid cook, but can they really, uh, really do the same thing as a true rapid cook oven or or, or speed cook oven? Um, so yeah, uh, I'm I'm glad that technology has been is moving to these other uh, the other, these other ovens and things like that. But uh, there's clearly a distinction between the rapid and speed cook compared to the to these other ovens as well. Yeah, I think manufacturers that have made rapid cook ovens um, are expanding to um, conveyor style ovens, um, and I think some of them could could be unhooded too. And then we're seeing a couple of manufacturers use uh, pretty interesting loading technologies where um, you have uh, it's called a matchbox oven, where you have um, almost a matchbox platform that you load the product on and then the dolly will take it into the cavity and cook it and then you can actually prep the next load too and then there's a revolving door um oven too mm -hmm. that's interesting so yeah, yeah and one of the other ones that uh you know that has taken this the catalyst technology to almost you know if you want to consider a convection oven you know is the vector unit right and they have a catalyst for each of the the cabinets and they're they're two to four four shelf um which is pretty interesting because each of those cavities can get dialed in at a certain at its different temperature but each of those cavities have a have its own catalyst so they again taking that catalyst and then expanding it to the to those types of uh, ovens 
uh, is a game changer. And, and again, you know, uh, certain size of that vector unit has uh, is exempt with no hood. So it's exciting to see that this technology is is moving in in, in other directions as well. Um, just giving the customer uh, more choices and options out there. But you know, again, the rapid cook is that's you know was kind of the, the first user of that, and uh, um, I, I just see the market continue to grow for it. What do you think about um, the Panini um, presses, the uh, the more advanced Panini presses? I know Electrolux makes one, Nemco makes one, um, and it's, uh, it's it's not only resistance, but it has a magnetron from the top. Yeah, so I mean, it's kind of like hey, you can do, you can, uh, you know, you're browning or crisping the bread and you're also, you know, you're heating the protein now, right? And back in the day, most of the time you, you had to put sandwiches like that open face. Is this an opportunity to, to close the sandwich and, and be able to to uh, brown it and crisp it in and, and heat the protein and, and melt the cheese all at the same time? So, um, and again, that's, that's an uh, uh, exception there too, is uh, there's uh, the rule of thumb of two panini presses, but some sandwich locations that do nothing but sandwiches and hot sandwiches, you know, they're in deep, they're in, you know, three to four of these panini presses. So that panini press has come a long way. Like you mentioned, it was just a press with hot, hot plates. And now you have, uh, as you mentioned, even somewhat steam injection in it to really get that complete sandwich done. The browning, the melting, and the heating of the protein all at once. Yeah, it really cuts down the cook time compared to just that traditional resistance because you can you can definitely either in a traditional resistance you can either brown the bread and then the contents may be cold inside or it could burn the the bread so it can be I think cook time could be cut from maybe five or six minutes to, to three. Um, and then um, you, you've seen all the different inserts um, you can have in traditional rapid cook ovens. Um, you can put panini attachments inside. Yeah, it's pretty exciting, right? Uh, you can put, uh, you know, I go back to the pie. You can put something in there for a pie, uh, a screen or a flat or a circular get the marks whether it's on the sandwich or like a chicken breast or even a, you know a steak or even a burger you can get those marks it looks like it came off a charbroiler but it came off a you know a little rapid cook oven which is pretty unique so um do you see the industry kind of moving toward um everything is going to be cooked just right before the order, or is is there more of a batch batch cooking process? Because you know usually we work with larger equipment where you can cook a lot of things in an oven, maybe 30 meals, and then finish it on the grill. And then with rapid cook oven and kind of more of a one after another platform. Yeah, I think it depends on the the segment and the market. I know the C stores and the gas stations. You know, they they want you if you're gonna go in, 
uh, and get uh, coffee or water or an energy drink. They want to, they want to, they want you, they want to feed you. They want you to make another purchase on, on some hot product. And uh, it's grown. We've, we've had a few uh, come through over the last couple of years um, and have remodeled their, their entire uh, convenience store um, for that to add hot items. And again, they looked at rapid cooks to be able to do that from, uh, you know, a breakfast burrito in the morning to uh, pizza, pizza and pizza slices in the afternoon and lunch and, you know, and everything in between that. Um, so I can see, I can see that continue to grow. Um, you know, everybody likes hot food and, and, and you know, they, they make um, uh, additional uh, money off of that. And, um, you know, bars and, and like I mentioned that and, and hotels that are shutting down and, and maybe, you know, through the, the uh, travel and all that picking up, but this, you know, going away from the large kitchen and, and, and keeping additional staff there is, is this the, the answer to, you know, serve a limited menu um, and, and cook, as you mentioned, cook to order, right. Um, and, and serve this limited menu so that um, the customers are at least getting something. I know when I travel, I usually get in after late and I somehow it always works out at it. I get, I get in after 10 and the main kitchen is shut down, right? So now I'm searching. Do I just go to the lobby and get a bag of chips or or something like that? Um, but you know, if if they had a limited menu and came out of a rapid cook, that's where I would be at. You know, to get me a slice of pizza or something. Shouldn't be eating that late, but you know, I haven't ate the the whole day that I traveled. So um, yeah, I, I I think it's it's in certain areas and certain segments it's going to continue to grow. Um, in other areas, I. I I don't know. Could this help out the the continuous growth of of, um, of food delivery? Right. I don't think that's going to go anywhere. Uh, it's definitely picked up in the times we were in, but I, I, I see it not going anywhere and maybe uh, staying either where it's at or or maybe increasing. And and could this help? Could this help in some of those um, production kitchens or ghost kitchens uh, for certain menu items just to be able to get in, get them in and out? Yeah, it's, I feel like it's a very modular appliance where um, as your business grows, you know, um, it's it's a big investment to to get a big combi oven. Um, but if you have one rapid cook oven and then you expand, then you can add another one. And then um, if everything goes well, make a decision to get bigger equipment. So, yeah. And uh, do, do you see rapid cook ovens eventually making it to fine dining? To fine dining? Uh, it, it depends. It, you know, if they need to add something quick, uh, you know, uh, maybe a, a, a baked potato or something like that. I don't think it'll take the whole course of the whole meal, but there could be some side items that could get done. Um, and again, reduce the labor. Um, some of those areas, but I, I'm not sure if it'll take a, a full mill off of fine dining. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we never know, right? Uh, you know, the, the, the changes that we've seen um, in the last 18 months uh, due to the pandemic, you know, people really thought outside the main cook line or the main box or the traditional, you know, they had to come up with different ideas to, to stay, stay open um with you know and food delivery and things like that so you know i i, I wouldn't i wouldn't say no with 100 percent, and i would you know maybe keep it 
ninety percent and say, hey, there's a there's a chance somewhere down the road somebody will get creative, some chef will get creative, and say, yeah, this is you know I do all this with with two or three rapid cooks. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about uh, energy efficiency and. Uh, in my opinion, a microwave is the most energy efficient appliance in the kitchen because <laughs> there's no no standby energy. And uh, as we know, most of energy in the kitchen is uh, spent waiting for for the next uh, cook load to start. So um, and I know with rapid cook ovens, because of the catalyst, you have to operate at pretty high temperatures of 500 degrees. So maybe per per unit volume of cavity space it's not the most efficient piece of equipment but um, what do you think about consolidating appliances and is there potential energy efficiency savings with um, instead of keeping a whole big convection oven idling um, having several rapid cook ovens yeah, I think, uh, as you mentioned, you know, if you're doing large volume, this is, you know, probably not the way to go. But if you're, you know, if you're doing cooked order and small batches, you know, two or three, I've I've seen setups where they've had two rapid cooks, an induction uh, cooktop um, and and pretty and a pretty extensive menu to, to do that. Um, um, yeah, and it's again. Uh, the biggest thing I think the advantage is is the the exempt from the hood. Um, you know, if I'm, I'm on a kiosk in a mall or a kiosk at an airport, you know, um, you know, it's perfect for an airport, right? People are rushing to get to their to their flights and stuff, and so you can do pretty extensive menu if you've had two or three of these rapid cooks going um, and be able to knock that food out and, and get the people on their way. Um, you know, so I'm not. Like you said, I'm not spending money on the hood. I'm not spending on a large appliance. And if I only got one large convection oven, I can't do multiple things. But a couple countertop rapid cooks, I can, you know, run a couple of different menu items through them. Uh, what appliances can it replace? We we started off with fryers, right? There's certain areas that it, it can replace a fryer if you, you use the right product. Um, definitely a convection oven, uh, you know, um, you know like you said a microwave um, so there's two or three appliances that it could re that it could replace um, and, and produce uh, the product you know, or the menu uh, that you know a customer's trying to produce yeah I know um, you said that the the biggest selling point is not having a hood but I do want to have a warning that uh, a lot of the times basically all the energy that goes into the oven goes into the space so um, on a hot summer day, your rapid cook oven could be a um, very intensive heater. So it's usually you want to design the HVAC system to compensate for uh, for all the heat generated by those. So and sometimes if um, if a kitchen just adds these, um, it becomes quite quite hot. So, right. No, you're 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 quite correct, and and we've seen a lot of bad design. We've come in, and, and the rapid cook has been right under a supply vent, right where it should be kind of right under a, a return vent. And so when you're opening the the door, you got the hot air coming in, and you got nice cold air coming down, and it's just a conflict there happening. So, you know, as you add it, 
um, into an existing area, it, you know, finding the right location, like you mentioned, Dennis, to, you know, it's got a nice, nice, you know, breathing room around it, depending where it's at, um, you know, get out heat to space. The labor savings, I always go back to the labor savings. I always, you know, if I'm a bartender, I can make drinks and cook food with this rapid cook, you know, uh, versus having a full chef in the back. Um, you know, I always go to that to that example is that, you know, the bartender can can be a, a chef himself or, or herself as well and, and kind of run run everything right there at the bar uh, versus sending it to the main kitchen to the back. Um, again, limited menu. Uh, but again, it's, you know, it's can a single person be able to do it? I, I think, I, I think so. Well, I know we're coming to the top of the hour. Um, it's been really great talking to you about rapid cook events. I feel like we only scratched the surface and, uh, we're going to have to have another eventless cooking episode in the future. Maybe, uh, br bring in some, uh, ventilation, uh, experts too. So, yeah. Um, really appreciate your time, and um, this has been another episode of Fried Friday. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you, Dennis, and happy holidays, everybody. <laughs>